Hey, this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. Uh, this morning I have prepared, listen, I understand that uh, your church has been going through a series, and it's called, you know, Make Your Life Counts, or Que Tu Vida Puedas Contar, right? <laughs> Make Your Life Counts. And so God has in my heart a, a passage in the Bible and a short, uh, I want to share with you what God has delved in my heart for you this morning as a church. And, uh, well, my name is Tom, my wife Veronica. We were born in Brazil by God's grace. He has taken us to places to do his, his, his work. And uh, it's a huge blessing. I'm very, very humble to be able to listen. There was never a human being born in this world who, which did not have or don't have gifts, abilities, talents. All of you that are here this morning, you have abilities, things that you love to do, things that you, you're passionate about it. And listen, God wants to use it because after all, we have been all called. Listen, the work of the Lord is not for just a few selected. It's for everyone. All of us are called. In some fashion, some form, okay? Some of us, God has taken to the nations, but most of us, God has, or in Jerusalem, God wants to use it here to reach those that do not know him. And I'll tell you what, it pains my heart, okay? It pains my heart to come from northern Asia and see the difficulty to worship God and, pre- and, pre- and preach the gospel and see all those benches empty here this morning. It shouldn't be like that. It should be packed here and people hungry for the, for the, for the word of God, and it breaks my heart that when I go to church and see so many benches open, there's no people. It's not that they don't have lost people here. We do. The question is, are we doing, are we doing what God has called us to do this morning? Hmm. Listen, I want you to open your heart because the Holy Spirit has a message for all of us this morning, for me and for you. We want to be sensitive to the divorce of the Holy Spirit this morning. Amen. I want to share something with you before I, I, I place my passage here. Abraham Lincoln said, It's not the years that count. It's the life in the years. Think of it. My wife and I, by God's grace, we have three grown sons. Our second son, he joined the Air Force for just about 20 years. He was born to be in the military, okay, medical, in the medical field, okay? So he was in Iraq twice, Afghanistan three times. He was Syria, different places that, you know, uh, are, are happening in war, in the, in the war theater, okay? And one day I was talking to him. I said, son, you're not afraid to die, you know, to get a bullet on you when you're in the war. He's passionate about it. God has called him to be a military. He looked at me. He said, dad... Life is not about how long a man lives. Life is about his legacy, what he leaves behind when he leaves the earth. Man, that was so powerful. My son taught me a lesson. Life does not consist in how long you'll be on earth here. Listen, we are pilgrims in this earth. We, we are just passing through. Our heaven is not here. Our happiness is not here. We live in a broken world. And happy is a man who understands that God has called him or her to do his biddings while we have time. 
Because the day is getting shorter. The night is coming. No one can preach. Jesus. And so, God has given me a passage for, for, this, for this service this morning here. And it's based on the book of Galatians, chapter 2, verse 20. If the sister can place over here, right there. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Listen. Now there's a story behind here. Everybody knows. Listen. When you go to the book of Acts and read the life of the apostle Paul. He was not always the apostle Paul. He began the soul of Tarsus. The persecutor of the church. Listen. He had a passion for God. But he has the wrong passion. But nonetheless he was faithful on his worship. He killed the Christian. He put them in jail. He was there. And you know the story. He went to the Sanhedrin and said, listen, give me letters so I go to Damascus to arrest those who call upon this name. And guess what? Listen, he was a highly accomplished young man. He studied the foot of Gamaliel. Okay? He had everything. Listen, he was living the Jewish dream. <laughs> he had highly educated. He had influence, culture. He spoke many languages. He had everything going for. But guess what? He had a no life. Now, on the way to Damascus, listen, you know the story. Jesus came to him, and he fell from the horse. From that day on, he started to have a real life. Listen, until you realize that you were born for, for, what, for that which is spiritual, for that which is eternal, you have no life. And guess what? From that point on, man, he became the greatest apostle Paul. We are, you and I are here today by his faithfulness. He gave all to Jesus. He made his life count for what that which is eternal. It's, it's just like that. Until that point of the, the, the Damascus road, he had a no life. I can see myself as young man, you know, searching for identity, searching for who I, who I was in the past. Yes, I was living the American dream. God gave me houses in America, cars, vacation, money. Influence, but I was empty up here. And I tell you what, today, that lady over there and myself, we have four luggages. I have two luggages, she has four, two luggages. We are the most happy couple on earth. You know why? Because we are doing God's bidding. We have learned to be content in everything and put our gifts, our abilities to place at the cross, at the place at the foot of the cross to worship and praise God and serve Him with our abilities. Because after all, listen, your gifts are not yours. Your abilities are not yours. Your family are not yours. Your wife are not yours. Your children, young man, your youth, your beauty, your, your, your handsome. These are not yours. Are things God has given you. Jesus has given you with the purpose to advance his kingdom. That is the very purpose. Listen, working, making money, you go to school. These are, listen, these are secondary. Life only has meaning when you learn to live here on earth with our heart in heaven. How many can say amen? Until then, we have no life. So this man, the Apostle Paul, now Apostle Paul, when you go read it, he said, listen, I count all rubbish or garbage for the surpassing knowledge of, of the Son of God who loved me. And even gave me a plan, God even gave me a platform to become, you know, the, the, the pastor for the Gentiles. So this morning, the message is based on this verse. Look at that. Let's read together here. I'm going to read for you guys. Look at that. Galatians chapter 2 verse 1. He said, 
I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Listen, in the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Let us pray, church. Let us bow down our heads and pray. Father God, how blessed we are, Lord, that you've been in this place this morning about your business, talking about your grace, your mercy, your patience with us, and your love for us, Father God. Would you please, Holy Spirit, speak to us this morning, Father God. Help us, Father. Some of us that are here this morning, we have a life. We are living the American dream or our own dream, Father. We are now living the full potential that you have called us. We have been believers, but not a disciples, the Lord. And so we pray this morning that your Holy Spirit will transform us from a mere believers into a disciples. Because the disciples follow your voice, the Lord, listens to you, and he or she feels pleasure in doing your bidding in this earth until you call us, Father God, help us to change paradigm, to, to change values. Help us to look in the spiritual mirrors, Father God, and use our lives to count for eternity, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, igreja. Okay. Uh, I want to tell a story to you. A few years back, you know, when we were preparing to go to Northern Asia, uh, there were two platforms in which God could use me over there. One would be, uh, you know, compassion ministry, working in an orphanage, like my wife worked in an orphanage, or in institutions for the elderly, for the blind, for, for, the, for the deaf, or teaching English at the university, okay? Now, listen, when, as a young man, a young, young boy in Sao Paulo, in Brazil, I learned in the early age that I had a passion for two things in life, okay? Culture and language. Mathematics made me cry. Uh, listen, <laughs> The greatest grade that I had in mathematics was 20, 2, 2, 2, not 100, from 1 to 10, 2. Every time I had a math, math test in my school, I used to cry. I used to go home crying because I knew I was a failure. I never understood mathematics. But listen, culture and language gave me a passion. I didn't have to study history, geography. I got only A's, not even B's, only A's. I didn't have to open the books. That was my passion. Now, growing up over there, I always thought that, listen, I was born in a wrong country, in a wrong family. I love America. I want to go to the States. I want to live out the American dream. But my motivation was to live the American dream. It was not to serve God. If you're honest with you, most of you who are here today, maybe your parents or grandparents came to the U.S. for the American dream. And that's okay. It's okay to live the American dream. But there's a point in our life in which you listen we got to understand there's something more than to live out the American dream. I was living out the American dream with my three kids in Orlando here, beautiful home, vacation, money. I was a real estate agent. I was making a lot of money. But I was very empty. Until one day God said, listen, I have a bigger dream for you than the American dream. And then I start to realize that my life has to count for that which is eternal. Just like the Apostle Paul. His life only became, only started having meaning when he started out to doing God's bidding for his life. 
He had a pleasure to do so. Most of the New Testament, he wrote from a prison jail. Book of Galatians and so many others. And he wrote it in the certain circumstances that, listen, he was living the flesh here, but he was in the spirit. Okay? He was, he had a, he, the presence of God in his life fully. He had a pleasure to do what things he was doing for the Lord. Now, as I said, I was preparing myself to go there, right? And then my wife said, listen, why don't you go to school and get, and get a, a, a degree on nursing assistant? Because I thought, listen, I'll go over there. Uh, maybe they don't have a platform for me to teach English, but maybe I can work in a hospital. So I went to Orlando, I went to uh, a school, and I got a, uh, a nursing assistant. You know, the nursing assistant is not a full nurse. You just assist the nurse in doing, taking care of the patients. You bathe them, you clip them, you, you, you talk to them, you take their vitals. That's what you do. Listen, God placed me in the Florida hospital, a 10th floor, working with the cancer department. Now, listen. People who are who arriving there, they had a they, they had the biological clock almost uh, almost to the end. They were really dying. My patients started dying every single day. I came into the hospital. My patients start friendship with them were dying, and that starts to affect me emotionally. Every single day I would go home crying because I said. But on the other hand, I learned a great lesson there. Many of them accepted the Lord, okay? But many of them, listen, they cried and cried and cried. Listen, even though the disease were killing them, it was killing them. What was killing them was not so much the physical sickness, but as the emotional. They said, listen, Tom, now you talk about Jesus with me. I never thought about, you know, I never paid much heed to whatever is eternal. Oh, how I wish to go back in time. I would change out. Everything that I've done in my life, I've made money, I'm influential, but unless what? I never pay attention to that, what is eternal. They were dying. And they felt so much regret. Listen, from that day on, I learned about this passage here, okay? I no longer live. Listen, when I understand how much it costs God to to give us eternal salvation, I can no longer have an agenda of myself. When you understand how much it costs God to give you the freedom to worship freely and one day go to heaven with him, enjoy for eternity, you have no right to have your own agenda. It's his agenda what matters, not yours. Your abilities are to be used for advancing his kingdom. Your talents. When you sing, you sing for him. If you teach, you teach for him. If you work, work for him. There are many, many people. Listen. The most important message you can give to preaching, you can give to somebody is just tell them your story. What God has done in you and for you. That is the most powerful preaching you can ever give to somebody. And so in arriving the country, you know, 1.4 billion people, you know, is the most bigger country over there. You know, listen, CNN, Fox News don't show what the nation really is. Okay? They only show the most important, in, 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 in a, a prestigious thing, a luxurious buildings in downtown, like in the capital, Shanghai, Beijing. They don't go to places where my wife and I live, which is in the countryside of Southwest. Real poverty. Illiteracy. Man, I don't tell you, I don't go there, I don't want to get myself sad this morning. But anyways, you have no idea. But listen, the beautiful thing that God is doing a powerful work over there. That place has 120 million Christians. 80% of them, 
They are, they belong to the housing church movement. They're under the caves there. They got, got themselves in the hidden places. It's not that they're not bad, good people. They are, they are abide, law abiding citizens like, like everyone else. Now, the only thing is that I want, they want to have the freedom to worship the true God from heaven and earth. They don't want to be bound by a system, a, you know, a political system. Now, the other church is the one that the government allows them to exist, which is called the three self-patriotic movements. Now, the pastors come to the church over there. They open the Bible. They use the pastor in the Bible to make you a good citizen, a law-abiding citizens. You should respect your, your, your government. You should be a good father, a good mother, a good son or daughter. They use the Bible for information. It's a social gospel. Now, the Bible is not so much to inform us. It's to transform the human being from inside out. Amen? By the power of the Holy Spirit. That is, that's the role of the Bible. This, this book was written by the Lord using people like you and I. With His Holy Spirit. And so, that is, that's a transformational book. It's not an informational book. Jesus, my Lord. You have no idea how blessed you are in this country. There's a price to pay over there. The question the Holy Spirit is asking us this morning is, is asking this morning is that, how am I living my life here? How am I spending my time on earth? Am I serving the Lord with the gifts He's given me? The abilities given me? Have I laid down everything at the cross? At the foot of the cross? Many of us are just, you know, we are saved, we are okay, we go to church on Sunday, on Wednesday. But you are not giving yourself fully and completely. Maybe some of us will need to have a, a Damascus encounter trip. In which we can leave behind our, 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 our agendas and really accept God's agenda for our life and live for, for that which He has eternity. Very, very soon you and I won't be here. The question is, is my life counting for, for eternity? Am I using my abilities, my gifts, my talents, my time, my youth, and my beauty, my money for advancing God's kingdom? Or am I using it for myself? I know that the Holy Spirit is talking to us this morning. He wants to take us next level of service to Him. Not out of obligation, but out of love, out of understanding how much cost God, how much cost Jesus to die that cross to give us the freedom that you and I have to worship Him and love Him and be blessed by Him in every way. You guys are so blessed. You guys are so blessed. Worship and praise Him while you can. The persecution is coming. I don't want to go into politics, but when you look at look life in America, look things the way they are, it breaks our heart. And you know what I said? Many of us who are professing Christians, we are voting for people who support abortion, support Gay marriage and all the other things that you talk about. 
Jesus. Making everything for Christ is mean that I left behind my my only my, my beliefs on Him, and I became a follower of Him. I became a a, a disciple of Him. Now, what does what does a disciple means? Disciple imitates his master. He does whatever his master wants to do. Okay, he thinks about his master. He just want to please his master. That's what disciple does. Listen, when you go to the book of Matthew, chapter thirteen. Verse 44, 45, and 46, there's a beautiful parable here, okay? Which Jesus talks about what is the kingdom of heaven. And he goes on to say, he says also, listen, the kingdom of heaven is similar to the treasure hidden in the field. That the one, you know, hidden in the field, the one found what the man does, a man covers that, and then he goes for enjoyment of it, and sells everything he has, and get the food. And also, the kingdom of heaven is similar to the managing man who searches for good pearls. The finding a precious pearl, he went and sold everything, and had, and with it. You and I have found the kingdom of heaven. God has come into our lives. There is no biggest treasure than knowing, than knowing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and serve Him and live for Him. When you go to the book of Acts, the primitive church in the first century, the brethren get together, they break the bread together, they were supporting, loving each other, and reaching out to their communities powerfully by the power of the Holy Spirit. The pandemic has brought us a new time, a new age for the churches. We are here with a purpose, is that to share the gospel to those who are perishing. The question is, are you getting yourself involved or are you living for yourself? Have you asked our pastor, Pastor, how can I be instrumental in building God's kingdom here with all that I have, life, ability, money, treasure? How am I doing? How can I do, Pastor? It breaks my heart to see church after church, people are sitting in the pews just receiving. We are fed with the word. We know it all about Jesus. But we don't dare to share with those that are perishing outside there. It's time for the church to fulfill what God has called us. Yes, to be here on Sunday, but to be out and about outside. And reach those that are suffering without hope. Not only here in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, but out there over there. Listen, those people over there, they deserve to hear the gospel. Jesus died for them as well. There are 1.3 billion of people over there. They don't know Christ. When they cried, they felt lonely. They don't have nobody to share with you. Say, Listen, there's a hope for you. There's a God who loves you, has a plan for your life. Just remember, church, in the end, it's not about how long you live. I understand 
It's so nice to leave behind a good portfolio, you know. Good sum of money in the account for your children, for your grandchildren. Beautiful homes. It's nice. But remember that a legacy is priceless. People will remember how much money you had. People will remember you for your legacy, who you were, what you've done with your life, with your, what God has trusted you with. I, for one, like sometimes to come into the mirror and say, listen, what, Tom, what you're leaving behind is your legacy, Tom. I question myself in the spiritual mirror. It's good sometimes you do that. You look in the mirror and imagine, you talk to yourself, you know, and you ask, ask the hardest question to yourself. If you're honest, God helps you to change your priorities. And this morning, the Holy Spirit wants us, His church, you and I, to change our priority. And really pay heed to what God wants to do through us and in us. I have a video that I want to show the church this morning. This video show a little bit. Listen, don't put it now, just a moment. This video show a little bit what we do over there in Northern Asia. Listen, when you live for God, you search, you, you live on purpose. What can I do to advance God's kingdom? Listen, we live in a day and age in which there are technology. You can use softwares to do many, many things. You can, you can share online. You can teach online. There's no excuse. God has given us all the tools we need to do his work. Not only here, but there and everywhere. For example, in this video, you see that I, I was called upon to teach because my, there was a time over there that was more open than it is now. And my leader at university said, Tom, why don't you teach my students here at university? Teach the, the Chinese people why the Americans celebrate Christmas. Why do you guys exchange gifts? I said, man, I'm so glad you asked the question. I'm here for that. So we had a, we had a meeting with my students. I taught them a worship song. We sang together. And then, listen, I had to conduct a choir, okay? A choir. I'm not a musician. I'm not a conductor. So what did I do? I went online and I checked Google. <laughs> listen, Google can teach you to do whatever you want to do for the kingdom. Listen. It's all about being purpose to say, God, I want to advance your kingdom. Use my life. He's going to give you the strategy. I went to Google and I learned all the, all the, the instrument, all the, the movie that you sing, you know, when in a choir. For his glory, his grace. You start to learn to do, use your life to do greater things for his glory. Because listen, we do the possible. He does the impossible through us if we mean business. Don't look at your circumstances saying, wow, God, you know, I, I'm poor. Or I'm, I came from, from Cuba, whatever, man. I came from Brazil, I'm poor. No, no, no. God does the impossible. He just wants you to please yourself and say, Lord, I'm available. He's looking for willing hearts. The talent is, are His. The gifts are His, are not us. We have no ability in ourselves. But when you place your life in His hand, He uses you mildly, powerfully for His glory. And that was, that's what life is all about, you know. The question is, is my life, if you're honest today, you go to your home today, you look in your mirror, say, look at us and say, is my life accounting for eternity? What am I doing what God has entrusted me with? And I guarantee you, the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you like He speaks to me.
I want, I want you to look at for this video. Please, take a look at this video. It's called So Walking Here. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, it's not this video, it's the other one. I think I felt this morning to go there and check it out. It's the other video, it's called So Walk In Here. Take from me that my USB. Well, this, gi this gives you guys a glimpse of what we do there, you know, compassion ministry, orphanage stuff, but it's another video I want you to see. Why don't, you know, why have they found the video? Why don't we sing, my brother and sister? Why don't we sing, you know, all for Jesus? Yeah?
just close your eyes where you're at. Pastor's going to come up here and we're going to watch the video, but just want to take this opportunity to give us a chance to respond to the word that's been spoken today. And if you're here and you realize that, man, we're getting fat and all we're doing is receiving and all we're doing is eating and there's nothing wrong with receiving the word of God, but if we're not taking that step and and, and going after those who are broken and going after those who are, who are thirsty and are in need, those who are dealing with darkness, and we're not making the decision to say, you know what, this is not about me, this is about Him. And you say, and you say today, Lord, here I am. Would you use me? Would you use my gifts and my talents, the way I look, the way I am? Would you use everything that I am to expand your kingdom here where I'm at? If that is you today, I'm going to ask you to take a bold stand and stand up in this moment. Stand up in this moment. You're standing before him. You're not standing before a pastor. You're not standing before a minister. You're standing before him saying, Lord, here I am. Would you do it with me? Everything that I am, everything that I have, my family, my energy, my strength, my talents, my giftings, everything is all yours. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, here we are. Here we are, my God. Everything that we are, Father God, at your feet. For your kingdom. For your purpose. That the days that we have on this earth would count, my God. And that we will leave a legacy, Father God. To those that come after us, Lord. A legacy, my God, that you have left 
your disciples and many others giving their life, my God, for this, for you. So that we would have freedom today to do what we're doing. Lord, I pray, my God, revival in our hearts. Revival and a fire that cannot be quenched in our hearts, my God. That we would not be able to just sit, my God, and watch. But that we would have to love. That we would have to move. That we would have to preach. That we would have to speak. That we would have to act, my God. That we would not stay silent as your church, my God. But that we would shout it from the rooftops, my God. From the mountaintops. Cry out that you are king, my God. And that you love us, Lord. That there is hope in you, Lord. Thank you for the message, my God. I bless Every one of my brothers and sisters that are here, Lord, that have made a decision to stand for you, my God, to make it count, to make it count, there are lives at stake. And today we choose you, Jesus. I thank you, my God, for what you're doing. Thank you for what you've done today in our hearts. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. If we, got, if we can take a seat for a moment, please. Pastor, go ahead. Would you please play that video? Thank you, appreciate it. What about this video? This video shows us, you know, we can do different things to accomplish God's purpose in our lives. That's what this service is all about this morning. You can just love people. And God will get the glory. a baptism with some of our students who accepted the Lord and took them to the church to be baptized in the water. Three young ladies back there, the pink blouse, the other one and the young man next to her. The pastor asks the question. Do you believe in Jesus? Washington, I believe. Uh, until when? Forever. 
The pastor asked her, until when are you going to be believing Jesus? She said, forever. Look there, you go to Google and learn how to please God with your talents. Thank you. And I, fin I finished with this real quick, Pastor. I finished with this real quick. The young lady with the pink brows, she was so excited. She called her parents because we live in the university campus. She called her parents and said, Father, mother, now I'm a Christian. They said, are you crazy? We are Buddhist. You know, Christianity is for foreigners. You're not Christian. You dishonor your family. She started crying. Because for a Chinese child to not obey their parents, is the most heavy sin they can commit. So now she, her friendship just left her because she's a Christian. Her parents just gave it away. She walks, maybe she walks lonely, but she's not, she's not alone. Jesus is with her. You know, though she pays a price for love Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is asking now, how much we are paying to follow our master today? Think about it. I don't know about you, man, but I don't even understand what we just saw. That's people literally giving up everything to follow Jesus. And uh, Pastor Tom and Veronica, we just want to tell you what a blessing it's been for us to, to just sit with you and hear from you. The life that you guys live and and the fruit of it. Uh, your reward is in heaven. And you guys are, to me, you're giants in the faith. And it's just an honor to see you guys here. And to have us, you know, pray for you and send you. If we can stand up, because that's what we're going to do now. We're going to pray for this powerful couple. As they go to Portugal tomorrow, early. To expand the kingdom of God. Just extend your hands this way. Father, I thank you, my God, for this wonderful couple, my God. I thank you, my God, for the blessing that they've been to us, my God, today. And every time that they step into this building, every time they visit this family, my God. But the authority that you've given them and the humility in their hearts, my God, they come and deliver a message straight from you, straight from heaven. And I pray, my God, today, Lord, as they stand here before us, we send them, Lord, over there to Portugal, my God. Believing, Father, that you're going to use them powerfully, my God. That they're going there in power, in your power, in your authority, with your love, my God. To establish your kingdom in every person that they meet with, my God. And I declare, my God, that that revival and that fire that's in their hearts would be contagious to everyone that they share with, Father God. Father, we pray that you continue opening doors that no man can shut, my God. 
and shut those doors that they don't need to be walking through. That you, Holy Spirit, will lead them and guide them, my God. We pray for your favor, my God, before everyone that they go with, before authorities, my God, before young and old, my God, before men and women, Lord. And a grace, Lord, to be able to speak truth, Father God, to every single heart, my God. Father, we pray for a divine protection over them, Lord. That you will guard them from any harm, Father God, and danger, Lord. That you, Father God, will just watch over them, my God, as they're over there. As they take a flight over there, as they're there, as they land, as they get established. That in everything that they do, my God, you would be with them, Father God. And we declare, my God, revival, revival going towards Portugal, my God. Revival, Father God, that fire, that passion that they carry, my God. You, Holy Spirit, igniting every heart and every life, my God. We declare young people, Father God, children coming to the Lord, my God. Like we saw in that video, young adults, my God. Uh, you know, high schoolers, middle schoolers, Father God. We declare, Father God, the elderly, my God, the sick, everyone, Father God, knowing and encountering you, my God. A wave of your presence, Father God, wherever they go, Lord. Father, you go before them, my God. And you follow behind, Father. They are surrounded by you, Lord. They are surrounded by you. And I bless this marriage, my God. I bless this marriage, Father God. And as they walk in the purpose that you have created to walk in, Father God. That this union would just become more united every day, Father God. We thank you. We pray for strength, my God. Father God, strength in their, in their physical body, in their bones, my God. Strength, Father God, in their soul, my God. And your Holy Spirit strength, my God, in them, Jesus. And I declare that we will hear great news, my God. And not only hear great news, but that we would also be able to be a part of what's happen happening over there in Portugal, my God. This is our family that we're sending, my God. And we thank you for their life, my God. And we bless them, Father God. We bless them. In Jesus, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I, I failed to tell you one thing. The reason we're going to Portugal is because we cannot go back to right now to Northern Asia. There's a huge community of Chinese all over Europe. Germany, France, Italy, Portugal, Spain. And so you're going to go to Portugal already. We've been there twice already, making some friends for Jesus. We're going to start out churches in Portugal among the Chinese community. But of course, we are not called for a specific people. We are called to every, anybody and everybody. So would you please pray for us that God will give us a platform. God, God has played in our heart. Envision, just like the Apostle Paul, when he opened up church, he raised up leaders to take care in Ephesus, in Philippians, Thessalonica, everywhere he went. So you want to create, you want to start it out communities of faith in Portugal among the Chinese community that are huge. So you pray for us. We thank you. you got, we, we bring with you, we bring all of you with us in our hearts. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you and we hope to connect with you soon.